everybody, this is Vandrina. And this is Joel. And welcome back to another episode of I Died the Day I Loved You, the podcast. Today we are going a little bit more in depth with Joel's post that you just heard, a change of scenery. So we kind of talked a little bit about the events that occurred uh, on the last episode where we discussed going to Dina's play and TR not going to Cafe 290. Uh, But we hear a little bit more about your breakup and what happened on New Year's Eve and how TR cheated and how your relationship with Dina was also starting to uh, deteriorate. So you want to give us a little bit more insight into that because I wasn't there for the breakup. I did not kiss you. She kissed another man. So I'm not the reason for the breakup. I'm sure. I hope. I think I know. But would you like to uh, elaborate a little more? I was not in Tiara's head as much as I thought I was. I thought I understood, you know, where she was going with all this. And we did have some struggles throughout the months. It wasn't just one giant leap all of a sudden and then it was over. There was definitely a slow decline. And even though it was subtle on the surface it was pretty clear to her that something had gone wrong and she was definitely communicating that um, to me around this time but even so I thought that it would we would be able to survive a lot longer than what we did Um, to me it definitely felt more sudden but I do remember conversations in November and December as well as the last few days of December where we went over to that party and I thought we were having a great time. And um, we were even like sitting up and talking for hours after the party was kind of dwindled down and we were still hanging out over there. So, so when you were at the party, because like I said, I was at the peach drop and then I went home. When you were at the party, did you notice a shift in her that night? Like, did you notice that she acted different before she kissed him versus after? I didn't notice a shift, but I did feel like she was hiding something from me. Okay. So it wasn't like she had fallen out of love with me or anything. It was definitely like she was just a little bit more reserved in terms of like what we were talking about. And I felt like she wanted to tell me something and then didn't. And... Clearly, that was exactly what it was. She was keeping this thing from me. And it was funny because she told my buddy Rob Tree about it. And she felt like overwhelmingly guilty that she was lying to me. In her head, not telling me was some kind of lie or something. But like less than a week later, she told me and she felt really guilty about it. And I said, well, you know... Is that what you really want? And she's like, no. And I said, okay, well, you know, I guess this one time I'll forgive you. I mean, you didn't sleep with him. You just kissed him. And even though that's horrible and terrible and you should feel bad about it, I, you know, I guess we can learn to to live with it. She was extremely young. I think she was like 19 or 20 at this time. I was probably around that same age. Well, no, you had older. to be you had to be twenty four. This was oh seven. You had to be twenty four. So yeah, oh seven. So I was twenty four, and she was like twenty or nineteen, somewhere thereabouts. So I, I felt like 
if you wanted to treat me this way as a normal thing, then, you know, that would definitely be game over. But if this is just your mind and your heart just exploring for a few seconds and you're going to get over it, then maybe we could try to work through it. I knew that there was going to be some work to do, but I was willing to not throw in the towel at that moment and try to try to work on it. And I think that I reacted the way that I normally react to things very, very subtly or almost not at all. And I think that really pissed her off. I think she wanted a, like a big fight or something. And, and maybe she wanted to break up with me. And she wanted to use that fight as a catalyst to have a good reason to break up with me. And so she made basically another fight less than a week later because she was making this big fuss and we were driving over to Chad's and she had planned to spend the night over there. Um, you know, I, I really just don't know what she was really going through at the time. I, I don't know if I was just like out of tune with her or I've forgotten, I'm not sure. But she was really, really frustrated at me. And I was just like, you know, bumping. I'm just going to go. So I dropped her off in the driveway and I left. And I don't know if Chad was even home. Or if she was going to get let in or anything. I basically just kind of abandoned her on some level. And I don't really feel good about that. But at the end of the day, it was just like, alright, I'm, I'm done with this conversation. And you know how I get sometimes when I'm arguing the arguments don't really go very long because I just I give up really quickly and I don't like that stuff I don't like confrontations I don't like that stuff so I just left it was probably the worst of the decisions that I made throughout that month but it felt like it was something we needed some room to breathe and to think about these things and apparently she just never talked to me again in terms of the relationship she just refused to talk to me um, I tried texting her a few days later, I tried calling, nothing, um, I physically went over there, and I believe that she let me in, but she didn't say anything, so for like two and a half hours, I'm just sitting there, and it may not have been that long, but it felt like it, I'm just sitting there, I turned off the TV to make her listen to me and pay attention to me, and she just sat on her phone playing some game, I don't even remember what game it was. Probably like Candy Crush or something like it, but it, it was one of those kinds of games that really mine, you know, very easy. And I tried to get her to talk to me. She refused to talk to me. And I just, I had no good reason at this point to continue the argument, but to try to create a resolution. But since she was so obviously blatantly gone and just refused to give me the time of day at this point, I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll break up. Now, I have a rule in my head, in my heart. If I break up with you, it's not likely. It's like less than 1% chance that I'll take you back, basically. There's no good reason to break up and get back together. and break up. If it's not working, it's not working. So at the time, I was just like, all right, that's it. That's pretty much it. So she's already texted me that we were done or that she never wanted to talk to me ever again. And I couldn't get clarity on what that meant. So I just texted her, all right, we're, we're done. We really are done. We're really broken up. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like less than two weeks later, we were talking again, finally. And like less than 
a month and a half later, we were pretty close to being friends again, almost. But at the same token, my friendship with you is growing, and our relationship was growing really strong, comparatively. So it was a very weird moment for me because I really didn't want to take her back. There was a lot of immaturity there on her part with her doing the things online and with her kissing this guy at the party. And I didn't really know if I could trust her really in the future. So it was kind of a bummer. I really just didn't know what really truly broke us down. But that, from my perspective, it was a slow death. But at the end there, I was really surprised at the suddenness of the like there was no real conversation that happened that was like all right well we're definitely not made for each other we're definitely terrible for each other i mean i was horrible at arguing and i was very very immature and yeah when you argue you tend to just literally run away like you will just go yeah i'm awful of where you are and just Mm -mm. walk run down the street and physically run away yeah, I've never been particularly good at confrontation. Um, I even took karate as a kid to learn to be better at it, and the only fight I ever had with a bully, he threw me into a wall. I thought you had another bully who put you in an ant pile. It's not really that much better. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was the only opportunity I really had to, like, truly fight back. That's pretty much it. And, and that didn't go over well. But you still got your belt. I also got chased and kicked in the balls many times. So, you know, yeah, I've had lots of fights where I was on the losing end of it. But, like, that was the closest one where it was, like, he threw me into a wall and then he got, like, you know, lots of intimidation kind of thing. But he didn't throw another punch or anything, and I didn't swing at him either. I probably should have. Um, He got punished. Coaches found out about it. They made him do 100 push-ups. So you're, they made the bully stronger for... Future attacks. Yeah. Fantastic. Great, great teaching. Good job, coach. <laughs> that sucked. So I will say this. If, because you had mentioned also in the post about how, you know, you were irritated, you were annoyed that Tiara kept canceling out on coming to events. If, I feel like if she would have come to Cafe 290, would have come to Dina's play, basically would have hung out outside of the one time at Stone Mountain, that probably would have uh, quelled my attra- attraction to you because I've been like, oh, they do have a a strong relationship. But you know, I I could see the fissures in it. You know, when I did sit and talk with you guys, and then she never shows up. You know, and then you guys are arguing. So I I think if she would have put in more effort, I would have been like, oh, okay, you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to crack this nut just move on and I would just stay friends with you but you know and, and I okay. think that the way that our friendship went you might have felt like yeah Joel has such a strong relationship but a year year and a half later or whatever the case may be you might have been able to look at it and be like well he did have a strong relationship you know the attraction might have come back and with uh, I don't know with because we probably wouldn't have our friendship probably unless you found have someone better. Yeah, unless I might you found have moved, someone I better. Have, I might have moved on. Found someone who is truly made for you. 
I mean, uh, the, like you are? The coincidences <laughs> in our lives that make you seem like you are perfectly made for me is is uncanny. It's oh, just yeah. an uncanny Absolutely. universe that we live in where our fathers worked at the same place yeah, at two different we, times. And we're going to get into that on future episodes. Like, Would you guys like, see all the similarity or well here because you can't see us when you hear all of the similarities throughout our lives since the mid 80s up and up through now it's like why didn't you guys get together sooner but at the same time like i said if i would have seen that you guys were a strong couple impenetrable i would have just kept you as a friend you know i would have went back to doing my thing in my department i think you might not have been attracted to me but i don't know if that's really quite no, I'm not the gonna, same thing. i'm not gonna be a homewrecker you know, I mean, that's why I didn't make a move. You but know? I, I didn't see you did any of that thing. You, you felt these things. You thought these things. But you didn't act on them. And so I'm not really sure what the difference would have been. Yeah. So. And I think it's really more of an internal perspective, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think I would You didn't pursue me. At you all. You just were around a lot. Yeah. I will if that, that really is pursuing, then, I mean, a lot of people have got a lot of answers, <laughs> a lot of questions to answer. But I will say this. Uh, you also, you know, you would say that you were annoyed that she wouldn't come to anything you invited her to. That is also a pet peeve of mine. We will kind of get into that a little bit later because for those who have already read the, bro- the blog, uh, you know how much we invited two people who, well, one who Joel is related to by blood, one is by marriage. Invited them to multiple things. What, how many times? Like 20 times in like a year? And they showed up to one thing? So yeah, it's also a pet peeve of mine. It's like, if you don't want to be there, just tell me from the jump. Like, hey, you want to go hang out? We don't really vibe that much, so I'm going to say no. Tell me up front so I don't keep embarrassing myself by inviting you to things multiple times. And I mean, you did say she was young, so she was juvenile. But I I wish at least that Tiara would have told you not me necessarily like i don't feel comfortable being around vandrina you know i i think she has feelings for you or you guys are too close or whatever and then they're like i don't feel comfortable being there and then you wouldn't have came either and i would have gotten the hint and that would have changed the whole trajectory but all right so new year's she cheats she tells you what made you decide to come to my house and for me to help console you as opposed to uh, going home, going to sleep or, you know, sleeping in the driveway or where she was spending the night or just walking around or sitting at Waffle House till sunrise. What made you come to me? Well, I think I spent a good portion of the day with Dina. And I wanted to spend time with you. I just really appreciate you as a friend and I thought that, that that would be pretty helpful so you just were like she's got good advice <laughs> yeah I I mean I wanted to kick out Ernest so quickly <laughs> when you told me I wanted to kick him out um, yeah but I you know I was still with him and I, I couldn't do that but yeah, because I knew something was up, though, when you had called, and you're like, I need to talk to you. Because you never... Joel has certain ways of of basically breaking information to me. You know, bad or... you know, I, If it's bad news, I can tell. His, his tone changes, his cadence changes, the way he answers the phone changes, you know, what he says. 
So I knew something was up. But I don't think, like, I think that night, because we talked, and then you drove Ernest home. But I, I don't, I wasn't like. Do you remember, on like, my tone? I think you would just call, because I remember I was just sitting around listening to music with Ernest, and you had called, and you were like, I was like, hey, what's up? You know, because you called it, you know, late at night. That wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And you were like, hey, I need to talk to you. Can I come over? I was like, yeah, sure. Was it a call or was it a text? You might have, did you text me? I need to come over? I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't remember. But you said I need to come over. And so that's how I knew something was up. Because normally you'd be like, hey, you want to hang out? But it was like, I need to come over. I don't think you told me. Because I think you told me and Ernest. You were like, me and her broke up. And we're like, oh, man. And then you, yeah. So you were just like, I need to come over. And I didn't know what was up. And interestingly enough, like, I worked with Ernest all the time. So we were buddies in some ways. Um, Perhaps he thought we were rivals. I don't know. But I certainly (laughs) never did. But... I definitely thought of him as a, as a friend and, and a buddy, and it was nice to be able to tell him. Um, I do have to admit that I don't think we hung out outside of work as, well, I mean, probably more than most, but, you know, I didn't really have strong relationships with everybody at work like that. But... Um, yeah, it was definitely exciting to to see him and to see you. And he kept saying that he had to go, and then he didn't leave. He did not so leave. He, and he like, actually said he had to go. And like, like I said, he was taking MARTA, which is the Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority. So it's our train and bus system. And they stopped running out, out where I lived at midnight, maybe? Because I feel like it was a weekend, like a Saturday or something. But they still stopped running because... I lived, my, my subdivision was in front of a bus stop, which now that bus stop is no longer there, but that's neither here nor there. But he would have had to take the bus to the train and then the train out to where he lived, which was even further out, and then take a bus from there. And it was like, if he didn't go, I think possibly maybe he knew, because he knew I liked you. I think maybe, and like you said, maybe he had a feeling, oh, we're rivals. He was probably like, well, if I stay here till the buses and trains stop, then I, you know, he can cock block me or something. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking that. Um, or maybe he was just trying to send me telepathic messages. Like, to be dude. like you need to leave yeah. so I can get my um, whatever on. Yeah. But, yeah, then I was like, oh, look at the time. And you were like, oh, the train station closed in 10 minutes? And he was like, I already missed the bus. And you're like, I can drive you to the train. Because the train's... I think, well, it depends on what route you're on, but sometimes the train's running. All I remember is him saying something like, well, I'm about to miss my bus. Yeah. I was like, I could just drive you up there. And he was like, Because <laughs> a mile right, from my cool. house. Yeah. And then we, I think we sat there for like another 15 minutes or something. Right. And we were all like in silence, just kind of waiting for the other person to be like, all right, let's yeah. do something. Yeah, and then something. finally you like stood up and you're like, okay. And then you were like, I'll be back in a minute, you know. And then uh, you drove him, so... Yeah, it was it was interesting, but she brought that on herself. She kissed another guy. Did she kiss him before midnight or after? Or at midnight? I don't recall. You were too busy in, into matching the gathering. But yeah, I mean, she brought I that on I was hanging out with her 
And this is so funny. I actually remember on the TV, it was Twilight Zone. Yeah, because they show a marathon every New Year's Eve. Yeah, and so I remember watching like 15 minutes or something of a Twilight Zone before midnight. Uh-huh. So I remember her and I hanging out by a fireplace talking. So she must have kissed him before, I okay. think. Okay, before midnight. I think I was Wait, with did her. she kiss him and then kiss you at midnight? That sounds right. Ugh, sloppy seconds. That's terrible. And I think that was probably one of the things that caused me to be the most frustrated about the situation is that not just a complete blatant disregard for my feelings, which, of course, it was, Mm -hmm. but she was at this party sneaking off with a dude while I was there and then immediately came back to me like a little lost puppy, like, here I am again. I'm still here for you. Did you know the guy? Was he a friend of yours? I never saw him before or after. Oh, wow. Never seen him before. Um, He's definitely some kind of gamer, but he looked like... If you were to take uh, Jeff Foxworthy and Chad and, like, push them into a person, and that's <laughs> what would pop out. Yeah. Or maybe the cable guy. But not Jim fat. Perry? Oh, Larry the cable guy. Larry, Larry the, the cable. cable guy. Larry the cable guy looks nothing like Chad. I said you have to mush these two <laughs> people together. It's like he had a hat on, and I really don't remember this guy at yeah. all. I, I spent about 12 seconds with this dude. Yeah. Throughout that day, the only reason I remember him so well is because she immediately pointed it out. Like, joined the board game that they were playing, which I think was Risk or something, and I really and didn't you want to play. hate Risk. And they already had like five people playing, so she jumped in and made the sixth person or whatever. And I could tell that she was like talking to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could tell that she was interested in him. Um, her body language changed. And I could sense that for a few seconds, but I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go play Magic. So I definitely did that, and um, I really did not expect her to have uh, foment a a date with a dude within however long Risk takes. (laughs) I've never played Risk. While playing Risk, also boring. So apparently they must have just been like, we're both going to go to the bathroom while y'all figure out your turns. Terrible. Y'all are going to be three hours, so we'll be back, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't see them together. I didn't see them do any of this stuff. I've been around you when you play Magic, though. You get into I'm your own world. Tunnel if you're doing MTG or D&D, you get into your... When you're, when you're gaming, it's hard yeah. to get you to do anything. <laughs> That's why when you go out gaming, I just bring my laptop. I'm like, I'm going to work on other stuff while you do this. But yeah, she... I wonder, I've always wondered if she kissed him because she assumed something had happened with us. Because like, we, we hung out a lot. I, I always wondered that. I got that, the feeling that she a was few like, weeks later. I got the feeling a few weeks later that she had very strong feelings that you and I were... More than friends or something doing had happened. or yeah. something. Basically emotional cheating. I mean, something. the only thing we had done was hug. You gave me a hug when you were leaving work once. Like the one time. Or one something. time you gave me a hug. You're like, all right, I'll see you later. And it was like a oh, kind no. of church hug. Like a kind of, you know, not a feeling up, unhooking my bra hug. It was just like a hug, you know, okay, bye. And if anybody was watching it, they wouldn't have thought anything. 
Everybody tried to because we hung out all the time. But like, they, if but it was they, any other person, but they were like thinking that because they knew you wanted me so badly. They they it, knew you wanted to kiss me, so they were like, kiss him. It was like that picture. Yeah. Of uh of of uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. I remember everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's holding her yeah, wrist. Just he like doesn't that. want. Yeah. And you look at the video, and the whole thing is like two point two seconds. But they're like the look, the glance, the holding of the hand, and like the whole thing took under five seconds yeah, no, to happen. It, it was definitely worse than that. It yeah. was even less than that. And the absurdity is like, I know me very, very well, and how clueless I am with when it comes to women, and it just makes it even look even more silly. Like if you even know my cluelessness about most of the things in the universe it really would not look lo- to you an outside never, observer it, w- it would not appear i you was never notice when women like you <laughs> you never notice when women like you <laughs> no nah, it's, it's a really funky thing it's like i i did notice that tiara was into me yeah which was you know kind of you a change of pace I was into you eventually i mean we were on the phone for two hours with <laughs> you being silent so i wasn't silent well, yeah, your silence was like, I've got this thing I need to tell you. I was talking around the topic. And then you topic. couldn't yeah. say whatever it was for like two hours. So, yeah. But I think if I would have hung out with you less, maybe she wouldn't have did that on New Year's. Because, I mean, as far it's as It's possible know, that our friendship uh, created some kind of feelings inside her sort of to, friction, to push yeah. me away. As probably some kind of defensive mechanism, which I completely understand. Yeah. Um... Like I've always said, when it comes to Tiara, I don't think that we had, like, a horrible relationship. The relationship was mostly fine. There were definitely some moments, some arguments, some immaturity that both of us had that, I mean, we could have dealt with it way better. You know, we we live and we learn, I guess. But at the same token, it was just like both of us weren't actively going above and beyond trying to hurt the other. She didn't sleep with that guy. For example, um, and at the time, I she had doing, much more. She at doing, the time, I had rules in my own head that were much lighter. I did not think of cheating. Like if you pecked somebody and I saw it and you were trying to hurt me, okay. What are you doing? But, but I wouldn't count like, it as cheating. She was doing online sex with people. Yes, and I talked to her about that because that did bother me. And I told her, you know, that's crossing a line yeah. because you're actually doing sexual things. Did she like, do she webcam do, stuff? No. Okay. I don't think so. But, I mean, w- what if it turned into that and she's like, well, this is the same thing. And I'd be like, I kind of, I don't know where I, I don't think Cause so. Because I remember Chad's girlfriend he met, like, through webcam was like a webcam girl or something sure and she was always over at chad so i i I don't know i don't i don't think that was his girlfriend i thought weren't they like dating or married or the girl that was always over there no no there was a girl that we met and she i don't know i met her once i do remember a girl i think her name was caroline she has like cool tattoos i think they were engaged i think that they did meet online yeah, I remember she was like, I was a web girl. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything anymore. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what you're talking about. But yeah, so that is uh, Joel's take on uh, his, I guess you could say, interaction. Uh, but how everything basically broke down 
with his relationship with Tiara. So uh, we're going to wrap up this discussion for the I Die the Day I Love You podcast. So until next time, this is Vandrina. And this is Joel. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.